Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore, it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with singer producer Grace Davis, and it's a lovely chat. We talk about some amazing records. Uh, before we get on with that um, chat, I'm just going to do a quick few thank yous, if that's all right. The first thank you goes to our official sponsor, which is Hotel Chocolat. Hotel Chocolat, I'm sure you know um, for delivering all of that amazing chocolatey good stuff um, that you can uh, you can scoff. Um, but did you know they've also got booze? I'm sure they probably wouldn't want me to refer to it as booze, and will probably like me to sort of talk about it in a much much more um, highbrow fashion um but it's just delicious booze um they've got a, a gin they've got gin cocktails and they've got um sorry gin liqueurs and they've got um a vodka and they've also got these kind of creamy um there's i think there's a mint one and an orange one and from what i found out yesterday because i had a little meeting with them yesterday there's going to be a mince pie one coming out of christmas and honestly if you like a a, a creamy drink Oh my God, it's like all that delicious kind of creamy booze with Hotel Chocolat kind of goodness in there as well. It's really, really good. And and they've been amazing. They've, they've sponsored this podcast for two years, which has been so good. It's, it enables me to stay consistent with putting two episodes out a week because, you know, for anybody that knows anything about putting podcasts together, then it does take a bit of work. And, and yeah, putting two episodes out a week, you know, is, is, is quite a lot to do. So um, the fact that, Hotel Chocolat sponsor it really does help with uh, you know the, the cost of production and such. I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip. Um, I'm actually recording this episode on International Podcast Day, and uh, so I'm going to do some some huge love to Scroobius Pip because if it wasn't for that there man, um, I wouldn't have done 450 episodes of this podcast. I wouldn't have done 400 plus episodes of the Hardcore Listing podcast. I wouldn't have done you know, hundreds of episodes of the MMA fan podcast. Um, that's because he said, you can do it. Anyone can do it. And I'm not a broadcaster. I'm not a radio presenter. I'm just a lispy bloke from Essex. But Pip sold it to me that, like, anyone can do it. And so a huge thanks to Pip because it's changed my life. It's absolutely changed my career. Um, and everything pretty much, aside from my venue, is all based around the world of podcasting. So have a uh, lovely International Podcast Day. Uh, and thank yous lot. 
as well um, hugely for supporting this podcast. And if you listen to other podcasts, then, then thank you so much for that as well. Um, anyway, um, if you're new to this podcast, if you've just come over here to, to check out Gracie's episode, welcome. You're late to the party, but that's absolutely fine. Um, we're a friendly bunch. Um, you've missed 450 episodes already. Um, you've missed me chatting to the likes of the Foo Fighters, the Killers, Josh Stone, um, blimey, who else? Uh, Idols, Suede, Fatboy Slim, um, Sigala, um, oh, just a who's who. So if you like you indie bands, I've had the cream of them on. Um, and if you like big rock superstar bands, I've had them on. I've had Motley Crue, I've had Tommy Leon from Motley Crue. Um, comedians, I've had some amazing comedians on. Jade Adams, who's now just bossing it on Strictly Come Dancing. Um, I've had Ed Gamble, James Acaster, Maisie Adam. Yeah, they've all been on and loads of wonderful actors like Maxine Peake, Michael Smiley, Joe Hartley, Thomas Turgoose, Mark Bonner. Um, and yeah, they've all been on and there's loads more. Just go and get stuck in and uh, and explore that back catalogue because they're all there for free. If you'd like to support the podcast and get access to even more content, you do that at patreon.com forward slash off the beat and track. I know you hear me talk about Patreon every, well, twice a week. And the reason is it's only going to cost you a dollar. I know times are tough. I know times are tough. It works out about 20p a week. But for that, um, you do get access to all the videos. You can watch all the episodes ad-free if you like um, watching your podcasts and, and seeing the guest faces. Uh, you do have to stomach my ugly mug, I'm afraid. Um, but I put up radio shows and mixtapes, and we do live shows where you can come along on Zoom and we talk about one of the, the questions from the podcast and you all bring your answers and we all have a big old nerdy chat and geek off about music and it's lovely. Uh, but ultimately that, that dollar a month supports the podcast as well. Um, and so you can find out about that um, and all the other things about where we're out on social media and things like that at the website, which is offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Anyway, that's all the intro bit done. I hope you ain't skipped this bit and you've just sort of wound it on and you just got me going, right, I'm just about to introduce, because you've you missed the important bit as well, which is telling you all about the podcast. Anyway, please enjoy Off The Beat and Track podcast with the delightful Grace Davies. <laughs> It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It may stew with him. Oh, sick. Okay, we are recording. Grace, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's a nice early start. Whereabouts are you? It's a nice crisp morning in Essex today. It's quite nice. Where are you? It's very crisp here. I am in uh, Blackburn, Lancashire, which is my hometown, because um, we were filming a music video in Manchester a couple of days ago. So I've come home for a couple of days and I'm going back down to London after this. So. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Well, Grace, we start the podcast always with the track that you regard as having the greatest ever intro. What you got? Yeah. So I chose, this was a very hard decision. This, everyone says this is the hard one. Honestly, like intros are my thing. Like I've created a whole playlist on Spotify. I love like a euphoric intro, but there is nothing better than Gimme 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 by ABBA. Like if I hear that at a wedding, I'm on the dance floor instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest intro. 
It's got that kind of little guitar line at the beginning, which is a little bit misleading sometimes. You just think, oh, what's going on here? And then the minute you get that, it's like pure disco, isn't it? It's like so infectious. Pure disco. And Madonna sampled it as well. And Mm. like, it's just, oh, it's so good. Like that will never just make me want to boogie. It's it's, it's just so good. When people talk about Madonna, um, I think that that track gets overlooked. It's hung up, isn't it? And like, yeah, I think it's an absolute banger that. And like, I think when people it's look back so at Madonna's good. career, obviously she's got hundreds of hits to pick from. But I think hung yeah. up is up there. I think it's a real masterpiece, really clever what she done with that loop as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think when when people sort of think about Madonna, they think about her kind of like eighties, like when she was like Madonna huge, yeah. like everyone knew about her. And I think you know, um, Hung Up was probably one of her later ones, only because I know it because I was born. Um, so it was it was sort of when I was growing up that song. Um, but yeah, it's it's an amazing, incredible like use of a sample, like yeah. so so good. Did you have an honourable mention as well? Because you sent me a list over, and there's a few where you've uh, you've been a bit greedy and you've gone for two rather than one. I'll let you have it. It's I all know. right. Thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've got so many, but it just made me laugh because Black Skin had Black Skinhead by Kanye West, like has an incredible intro to the point where it kind of scares me, and. I now say it as my alarm because that will wake me up with a fright. That's terrifying. Yeah, but I will never, like, not wake up. I will never miss my alarm with that song. (laughs) Like, it's the drums and, like, the the bit at the beginning, like, right before it kicks off is, like, actually petrifying. And my friend that used to live with me used to wake up every morning when it would go off in my room, like, just terrifying. But it's so good. Oh, you you share the terror with your housemates as well. That's nice of you. Of course. Yeah, sharing's (laughs) caring, you know. (laughs) You know that Kanye's got his own voice waking him up every day, 100%. Oh, 100%. He's definitely his own ringtone, yeah. like text tone <laughs> even. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so what I want to know is when, um, and I'm really interested um, when I get to speak to um, younger people that are in the pop market, um, mm-hmm. because I find it really interesting that when I speak to um musicians that kind of had I would say the, the sort of peak of their success in uh the sort of 90s and, and and early noughties the way that people listen to music then was way different to how people listen to music now and how they get their music now and so I'm always intrigued to know that and I want to ask you when I look at how my children consume their music and they just they'll go oh I know that song and I'm like how do you know that song on oh, TikTok and it's like oh yeah okay and so I want to know that Things like Spotify playlists and TikTok, when you're making music and essentially the intro, how much of them trends in how people consume their music filter through to your creative process? It's it's becoming more and more apparent that I am kind of catering to it. Not necessarily catering, but it's definitely a thought that crosses my mind when I'm writing now more than it used to. Um, But it definitely affects the sort of like focus tracks or the singles um, because, I mean, there's always, always been that thing of like...
three minutes 30 for radio because people get bored like it's it's been like that and especially for sort of Spotify playlists and stuff you kind of want something that's going to hit people instantly um but TikTok it's 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 really really difficult to write a TikTokable song because it's like you want something that's really relatable most of the time um and I think for me like as a sad piano singer songwriter I'm constantly like okay what are the kids gonna like what are they gonna like feel with me um and so like especially with the music I've been releasing recently like I I've always just written for myself and things that I enjoy um but I find myself now going okay well um, which is the radio single and which is the one that we could focus more on TikTok? Like, is there a specific line that we think might go viral? And it's just, it's, it kind of takes a little bit of enjoyment out of like creation of music to kind of cater to all these different platforms, but it's just how it's kind of moved on, I guess. So do you think essentially it's like just trying to get the balance right of like not compromising your art but also being aware of look we want as many people to hear this as possible and if I have to do that then you know that's kind of part of the process now yeah it yeah it is it is that and I think um I I'm I always just write for myself like I I write whatever I'm feeling and I find it hard to write a song that isn't about me and what I've been through so I think I will always have that in me um so I'll never kind of steer too far away from it but yeah it it especially with like things like production like you do you do sort of take it into consideration more now than I used to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay. I'm going to take you back and I'm going to ask you for track two to tell me the first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please, Grace. Yeah, so mine is Almost Lover by A Fine Frenzy. And I actually don't know any of their other songs at all. I can't really remember how I came across this song. I think that a girl sang it in a talent show at my school when I was like 14, 15. And I remember being like, whoa. 
and I went home and listened to it. And it was sort of like, I think at 15, you, you kind of have like those relationships when you're 11 where you hug each other on the school playground. Yeah, you <laughs> like, go out of each other really for good. about four hours and then break up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think like at the age of 15, that was the the point where I like really had like my first like proper love and breakup and, and heartache. And I heard that song and I just used to play it every night. And I've always loved like Adele and people like that. And they've always like made me feel something, but that was the one that really like made me cry, cry. Um, And yeah, I I have this thing where like I would, if I feel sad or I feel like I need to get emotion out, I will just put on my like sad song playlist and just like cry and get it all out of my system. And then I'm I'm good for the rest of the day. Um, It's my morning routine. Um, but uh yeah i i used to do that a lot i used to just sit and listen to this song and just cry it out and then i'd be like right i can face him at school tomorrow i'll be fine um but it's it's a really really beautiful song and like i said i'm not i'm not really familiar with with any of their other music it was just a song that really like stuck to me through that kind of period of my life i'd never heard it until you sent the list over and, and i put it on i was like it's a really beautiful record really beautiful yeah and I'm, I'm really interested in, in what you said there because i like to ask guests that quite um quite a lot i haven't done it for for probably about 100 episodes but i always used to ask people when they sort of talk about uh more kind of sort of melancholy songs like if you're feeling low do you go and put on like the greatest hits of steps and just try and lift yourself out of it by listening to something completely ridiculous or do you just go no 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 i'm, I'm feeling low i am going to give this 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 mood the biggest miserable cuddle i can find on spotify and like and just yeah. sort of immerse yourself in in sad songs i do and uh and yeah. and, and it's, it's really weird so many artists that i've spoke to on here are like oh 100 i am reaching for miserable music all day long yeah you, you've got to like i have um i have a playlist called my morning playlist which sometimes i try and attempt m- to like put myself in a good mood it's like good vibrations like beach boys and all that kind of stuff um but sometimes i put it on i'm like no shut up like you're not helping i've just got to get it out <laughs> um so yeah i i created like a sad song playlist and i shared it with like my fans and stuff and i'm like when just like whenever you need to cry there is a song for every possible occasion yeah. that could be like hurt in your heart there's something in there for everyone um and yeah gotta get it out <laughs> so grace where was growing up so growing up was Blackburn, Lancashire. Um, always actually the house that I'm in now. I've I've lived here since I was born. Um, and I yeah, um, it's like nice, like countryside. Um, and yeah, I moved out of here when I was 19. Went down down to London as we all do as musicians. Apparently, the streets um, are paved with gold down there, from what I've been told. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. <you'd- laughs> You'd I ain't seen it I'd yet. Like to, yeah, I, I'd like to find that gold if, <laughs> if possible. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's I guess it's the place to be, isn't it? I I always had my sights on it from like the age of like sixteen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been there for five six years now. So Lovely. yeah, still like it, which is good. So growing up in in the house that you're in today, was it a musical house growing up? No, no, I my brother um played guitar but he was self-taught um so we never had any instruments around the house and I 
basically we were me and my sister went to dancing so I've been on stage since I was like three um and then I kind of got into acting at primary school and I was like oh musical theater um and so I only really discovered that I could sing when I was like 11 because I did um Oliver at my primary school and I was Nancy and then my parents kind of sat me for everyone and I was like ah okay um so I I kind of got into singing and then thought well I need to I need to write songs if I'm going to be an artist so I begged my parents to get me like a little Casio keyboard yeah and then yeah just like taught myself from from YouTube tutorials and stuff and um like I don't resent my parents for it or anything but I've always said to them like I will make sure that my children grow up with instruments around the house yeah that if they want to pick it up they can and if they don't that's fine but at least it was there because I I wish that's something I'd had from an earlier age because maybe I'd be like a better pianist or whatever um but no it wasn't like my parents aren't at all musical especially my dad cannot sing a key yeah um so yeah no there's there's nothing in my family but I think I was just very very dedicated to the cause like growing up so kind of made it happen okay I'm going to ask you to tell me for track three the song that reminds you of your time at school please Grace okay so um Lean On Me by Bill Withers (laughs) we um we used to do this in music class. I had the most eccentric music teacher and I, I went to a grammar school. So actually music was not something that was pushed down our throats okay. at all. Um, and if anything, like it, we were kind of discouraged from taking it for GCSE and things like that. It was very like maths, English, science based um, school. So um, yeah, we had kind of the, the sort of eccentric music teacher that might put you off doing music. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, he used to make us sing this song, I think yearly. Um, and everyone that I know that's been to this school, like very much remembers this song and kind of associates doing music with, with this song. Um, and I guess it was like, just like choir, he'd get some people press the DJ button on the keyboard as, as, as you do. Um, but yeah, no, Bill, Bill Withers, um, Lean On Me. That's the one. Do you know what? It's a beautiful song though. It's great. It's great. I can't knock it. Like yeah. I, I feel, I feel nostalgic when I listen to it, but I don't turn it off. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's a great tune. Did you enjoy school? No. No, I didn't. And I don't know if that's because I'm just quite like a physical learner. Like as soon as I got to college and I was doing performance-based subjects and I wasn't sat behind a desk, I thrived. Um, But also maybe it had something to do with the fact that I discovered I was quite like into music and performing and I went to a grammar school, which was complete opposite. Yeah. Um, But no, I I despised it, to be honest. (laughs) Did... I mean, you talk about um, you know playing Nancy uh, at a young age and and being involved in sort of dancing and, and things like that. Was you a confident kid? Yeah, I th- I think so. Um, definitely, like a a big dreamer and not afraid of that. So I guess that's that's confidence. Like I would upload um, singing videos to YouTube at like thirteen, and everyone would make fun of me at school and like. I'd go into a classroom and they'd have them on the big projectors, like taking the mick out of me. Um, but I just, I, I didn't care. So I guess that is a confidence in that, like, 
yeah, I just I did what I wanted to do and um and loved it. So yeah, I think I think you have to have the confidence as well to to kind of do that stuff oh. and to be on stage in front of people. Was there any other sort of considerations through them sort of formative years as to what you wanted to do, you know, when you left school or was it always going to be the arts? It was always going to be the arts. I think, to be honest, I always pictured myself on the West End. Like I, until kind of singing um, took the forefront out of the, the three, like dancing, acting and singing. It was about 14 when I discovered I was more into the singing thing. I, I always thought that I would be on the West End. Um, but no, I, I always say this, like if I ever dip out of the music industry, I have no idea what I will do because yeah. this was always just like plan A and there was never a plan B. Like I don't, I don't actually know how to do anything yeah. else. Um, so yeah, no, it was always, it was always going to be this. T- tell me a little bit about the fact that, you know, being where you was and not being in London, did it feel like it was possible to, to get the success that you was looking for up there? Or did you feel that? it was important to, to, to relocate to the capital to, to kind of, w- was there more opportunity there? I don't know. Like, t- tell me the pressure that you put on yourself um, to, to move. Because the reason I asked this, Grace, when I set this podcast up, um, it was based, it was initially going to be based around people's location and people that lived right. in certain areas. Why? Because I only live on the cusp of London in Essex. So many people that I know that have been successful in the arts that live in Essex constantly get asked like oh you're gonna to move to london and I'm like, why and mm. and i just always am intrigued because uh, and the further you get away from london it feels like the pool is, is larger to come to london to kind of get them opportunities and so yeah i just want to know a little bit about how you came to come to london and and how much pressure you sort of felt there was on you to to relocate to kind of find opportunity yeah, I mean, I so I'm from a very like small kind of villagey area and I growing up from like the age of 15 did weddings in every sort of venue around here and like sang in every pub and I kind of exhausted the very small live scene that there is around here. Um, and so when I was like 17, I like recorded an EP and sort of went on BBC introducing and climbed up that ladder as far as I could round in, in the Lancashire BBC introducing scene. And, and then I was just like, there's literally nothing that I can do around here. Um, and I think it's, it's such a daunting thing going to London because like I had a name for myself be it a wedding singer or a pub singer or the girl that released her own songs from down the road, I, at least people knew who I was. And and when you go to London, you are a tiny fish in a massive pond of people who are trying to do the same thing. But there are zero producers around here, zero songwriters, no managers, no labels. Um, And I grew up being told that Blackburn had like such a great music scene in the 70s and like this was like the place and King George's Hall, like the Beatles performed there. And I was like, well, why is that not anymore? Because there's nothing now. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think I I tried as long as I I could because I do love it up here. Um, But, yeah, it just it just wasn't possible. And as soon as I I moved down, just every opportunity started coming my way. I mean, you got work for it because, like I said, everyone's trying to do the same thing. But it, yeah, it just it gives you so much more. Okay. Tell me the first song you bought from a record store. 
So my first my first single was Sound of the Underground um, by Girls Loud, which literally still to this day sounds so current. It's so good. So good. It's so good that you're like, oh, here we go. Um, and I used to, I had like a karaoke machine in my bedroom growing up with like a screen on it. And I used to put my CD in the top of it. And then I think in the intro, the music like phases in and out, like yeah. the, the volume phases, but I used to do it myself on the volume, spin the <laughs> dial. Um, and I, I, yeah, I just, I loved it so much. Um, but I mean, Girls Aloud were, yeah. Is there everything when I was growing? Is it your your internet's glitching a little bit, Grace? Like, oh, is it? Yeah, you're pausing a few times. I don't know if you've got anything else open on your your, your uh, screen. Like I don't. Let me. It's only like momentary. It's fine. But um. Okay, sorry. That's all right. Um, I just think like. I've got this thing, right, where everybody looks upon, in, in the UK, as the Spice Girls being this absolutely incredible girl band, right? Mm-hmm. If you break, and if you break down their singles and you listen to their singles as a, as a pop product, it don't get anywhere near as good as the singles of Girls Aloud. I think no. Girls Aloud had perfect pop songs. Like biology is unreal. The pr- is it is it called the the promise? The promise. Fucking the promise. hell! It's ridiculous. It's yeah. so good. Like, yeah. And uh, and it was it was Sarah Harding that passed, wasn't it, a couple of years ago? And her yeah. voice is unreal. Like so strong. It's so good. And and in that song in particular, absolutely. The, the promise, like, yeah. She's so good. But yeah, I mean, I'm a 97 baby, so I feel like I I missed the Spice Girls by the time I like kind of really knew what music mm. was. Um, my sister was a Spice Girls fan, but I I just yeah, I, I never quite got it. Like I understand it, but I I would never put on the Spice Girls and listen mm. to them. And I I yeah, it's, it's just not for me. And I think Girls Aloud, like every song I had, every single album on CD. Um I had like their DVDs and like I was just obsessed. Um, Sugar Babes as well. Like the yeah, it was just so good. Yeah, there's a there's a performance of the Promise, and I think they they go back on the X Factor, or I think it was the X Factor then, uh, and they perform it live for the first time. And there's a bit where. I wouldn't say I'm a massive Girls Aloud fan, but for some reason I saw this performance <laughs> and I've gone back and watched it a few times because it blew me away, and it really shows how good Sarah Harding's voice was. Like, there's a bit where she just hits this note that isn't in the single version, and it's unreal. Like, so, such a strong voice. And uh, and they looked great. And I don't know, considering it was a a manufactured pop product as, you know, from from a TV show, like, they just took it to a different level. And I think whoever wrote those songs, and I presume it was a multitude of different songwriters, They knew their shit because they were absolutely. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Keep top pop gems, won't they? Yeah, no, they they were unreal, unreal. And like I said, they, there's, I always say when I'm writing songs, like, oh, I, I want it to be timeless. Like, I don't want to specifically cater to what's in right now. Yeah. And I think with Girls Aloud, like, every song you could play it at any decade, yeah. <laughs> it would still sound 100%. so good. 100%. So good. So I want to ask you, before we get on to the, the, the next track, um, you mentioned moving to London and being a, a small fish in a very big pond. Mm-hmm. You've told me that you was quite a confident uh, young person. Tell me about drive. How driven are you? Incredibly. And I I don't know if that's because of the stick that I got for dreaming big when I was younger. I remember being in college, actually, when I was 18, we we're about to leave and they were sort of asking us about like applying like UCAS and what uni are you going to? And I was like, I'm not going. I'm going to do music. Um, I'm going to be a singer. And the woman literally scoffed and was like, are you sure? Um, do you not want to think of something a bit more realistic? And that really stuck with me from like being 18 to now. Um, but I think, yeah, just even like the the kids sort of at school, sorry, my cat downstairs is yelling. Um, <laughs> but um, the kids at school just sort of like making fun of me for, for having big dreams and also going to a grammar school where everyone was so academic and I was like the bottom of the class all the time because I just didn't care. Yeah. Um, I, I had to do well and I had to be driven to prove myself and also because I didn't have that plan B. But my, my dad is like the hardest worker I've ever, ever met. And I've watched him growing up um, 
leave the house at five o'clock in the morning and then sit all night at his laptop working. And he gave me everything that I could want to start off my career and like could not have been more supportive. And he was like my roadie and would drag my keyboard across Manchester when I was doing gigs and stuff when I was younger. So I think like there's also that thing of like, I owe it to my parents who like gave me that start. And I was so lucky to have that and be so supported in an industry which doesn't financially give you a lot um, unless you're huge. Um, so I think it was that. And I've also got to this point now at 25 where I'm like, I've come this far. I need to keep grafting and I need to be a hard worker in order to, yeah. to get it. Cause I, I've not done all this work for nothing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Lovely. So at 25, you should still be going at it. So for track five, <laughs> tell me the song that soundtrack your years clubbing, Grace. Yeah, you say that I think I'm an old person in a young person's body because I'm very much <laughs> in my grandma era at the moment. But I um I when I used to go clubbing, um, it was if you're gonna say something, say it now. That Car- Karen Harding song, and it was I think it was a, a remix of it, Zach Samuel or something like that. And it was just it was everywhere. Like when I first turned I think it was before I turned 18, actually, I was using like my friend's IDs to get into places and it was just everywhere. But it was like in you would go to a different bar or a different club in that same night and it would be like the first song that was on. Like it was every hour, every club, every day, like that song was everywhere. Um, and I think it, it, yeah, it just took over. Like if I was ever driving to college with my friends, that was what we would play in the car. And yeah, it was... Um, I think when I think about clubbing, that's that's the song that really sticks yeah. in my head. So you peaked, your your club life peaked at 17 <laughs> and now you've retired I at 25. Know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it was. Do you know, I think because I, I sort of started working um, when I was 15, 16. So I used to sing in um, like a fine dining restaurant every Friday and I'd do jazz. And then on a Saturday night, I'd be either singing at someone's wedding or singing at a pub. So... I kind of missed those like early years of going out to a pub or going out to a club with my friends. And then when all my friends went to uni, I was like moving down to London and doing the music and going on a TV show. So I feel like I never properly got into like clubbing. And then suddenly I was like, yeah, I'll just like have a games night with my friends and like stick to Pepsi Max. Like how, how boring, but yeah, I don't know. Like a night in with my piano sounds way more appealing. Is that really, really bad? <laughs> love it. Love it. Right. Tell me a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please, Grace. My home county? Not country. You've done it as well, haven't you? It's all right. You're, oh. you're, you're, you're with about another 400 guests on this podcast that have gone county i thought it was country it's fine don't worry i need to put county in big block capitals don't i on the email i'm so sorry i missed that completely you've already basically said there ain't a lot happening in your hometown hence you went to london but um but talk about if we're going to go country what did you have so i think my my favorite song and i always call this like my desert island song um if i had one song for the rest of my days sophie ellis bexter murder on the dance floor will never not put me in a good mood. Um, So yeah, absolutely love it. But I think like a a song that I just see as like pure genius and love is Caloratura by Coldplay. And it's actually off their new album. And I 
have loved them for many, many years, but it's like a 10 minute track and every single element of it is like mind blowing and just like transports me somewhere else. So again, there's two answers. I'm so sorry. That's um, all right. That's it. all right. There's two good answers there. <laughs> and the thing is, what's interesting about that Coldplay track uh, kind of goes back to, to track one that, you know, unless you get to the levels of Coldplay and Adele, you go to the record company with a 10-minute song, they're like, seriously, bin that yeah. off, like, edit that. And it's like, True. Coldplay have got that artistic license where people love that band so much. It's like, we can do that. It must be lovely, yeah. in you know, because 20 years ago, most bands could do that. But in this day and age, it's, you know, you're hard pushed to get away with a 10-minute track. But, yeah, it must be lovely to have the freedom of Coldplay to just go, yeah, we can do what we want. And the record label are never going to say no because we're Coldplay. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's like kind of the appeal of being an independent artist is like I can do those little interludes if I want to because no one's telling me I can't. Mm. But yeah, you're, you're so right. You have to get to that stage where you know people are going to listen and they are going to get to the end of it because they love you anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's a so beauty good. that is. It really is. Okay, last track, Grace. And you get to um, be uh, a, a tastemaker um or influencer um track seven is a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear please yeah so um the song i picked is from an artist called ray and many many people know her from her features but she because she does a lot of dance records and stuff but she is the most incredible artist in her own right and she has been going for such a long time used to be signed to Polydor got signed when she was 14 um and this song is actually I think off either her first or second EP so really really early days and it's called Shush S Triple H and um it's it's actual genius for a, a girl that I think was about 17 at the time um it it kind kind of transposes in the middle of the song like it, it shifts up keys constantly and lyrically it's just a, like a masterpiece um she's criminally underrated as a solo artist and I would say is probably my favorite artist of all time but that song like it should be worldwide massive hit I don't know if you've heard it but it, have, it's yeah. it's incredible yeah it's wonderful yeah well what we do Grace is um we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast so people can go nice. and listen to Ray's track and everything else that we've spoken about today and obviously some of your music, which brings us on nicely to me saying, what's happening with you? What's happening with me? Well, I am I'm dropping an EP on October the 14th. Mm -hmm. So this is my third EP, second EP independently. Um so yeah, just I, I was filming the music video like two days ago for the uh, the focus track. So very excited about that. Um, just on my first headline show, and now it's given me like, pardon my French, but a boner for live music. So Lovely. <laughs> I'm uh, very excited about doing more of that. Um, and yeah, just getting more tunes out there. I've I've done two singles so far this year, and then there's three dropping on EP release day. So. Yeah, I'm very excited. Excellent. Busy, busy, but it's good. And Grace, if people want to keep up to speed with you and, uh, and find out about other live shows and releases and such, where's the best place to keep up to speed with all things Grace Davies? 
So uh, my Instagram is probs the best place, which is Grace Davis official. Um, and then Twitter, Grace Davis. Um, I mean, you just type my name in I'm, I'm most places. But um, yeah, they're the two. Wonderful. Grace, if it's right with you, when this episode comes out, we'll tag you in it so people can find you nice and easy if they haven't done already. That's Lovely. absolutely fine. Thank you. Grace, I've had a right blast talking to you today. It's been really lovely. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. I'm going to press stop. Don't go anywhere. Cool. There you go. Grace Davies. Oh, what a wonderful guest. It's so good when we get like um, young pop producers and singers in and, and getting their take on the intros and understanding... You know, she said something that really struck a chord with me, a TikTokable song. I'd never heard that before, a TikTokable song. That shows, you know, where the, the you know, the creative mind is now for people making pop music and and trying to kind of get that music exposed to as many people as possible. You have to make these considerations. Um yeah, fascinating. Um as I said at the beginning, um thanks everyone for supporting this podcast. You can uh, get access to the back catalogue um, for free wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Apple, wherever. Um, I'm on all the social medias. I'm on um, Facebook. Not all the social medias. I'm not really on TikTok. Well, I am, but I don't really use it. Um, but Off The Beaten Track is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go give us a follow. Go give us a like, love, share, retweet if you find us on Twitter. Um and yeah, drop us a message, say hello, let us know you'd like to hear me chat too. Um, other than that, have a lovely week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.